The Boston Red Sox have become a small market franchise. I'll tell you all the reasons why on today's Locked on Red Sox. You are Locked on Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbut, former ESPN social media associate and current host of the Boston Balling Podcast. And I am here to bring you the latest in all things Boston Red Sox straight to your favorite podcast feed for free. And honestly, if it wasn't free, that would be kind of crazy with just how little information about the Red Sox there really is at this time. So might as well start your day off the right way with Locked on Red Sox. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on to get started. Welcome to another episode of the show where, once again, more time has passed and we're still unsure of exactly where the Boston Red Sox are going with the rest of this offseason. Will they make more moves? If so, what will those moves be going towards? People have tossed around whether the Red Sox are now considered a small market organization. And I am here to tell you why they have, yes, in fact, become a small market team in the way that they're operating. So one of the biggest things that stands out to me about the Red Sox right now and the way that they've been handling things is their lack of desire to want to spend money on high caliber free agents. Now, Yamamoto, that one seemed to be a pipe dream the whole time. I feel like he knew he wanted to go to L.A. as soon as Otani signed there. So holding that against the Red Sox isn't totally fair because so many teams wanted him and did not get him. What I would like to know, though, about that situation is whether the Red Sox really truly did put it in an offer like they said they were going to do or not. Um Prior to the offseason starting, they said that was the type of caliber starter they were looking to bring into this rotation. They, so they missed out of him. They missed out on Imanaga because he chose to go to the Cubs. And some of the reports were saying that the Red Sox actually offered him a deal that would pay him out more, but he chose to go to the Cubs. And if that is true and that's the case, you can't really hold that against Boston for missing out on him from that standpoint because he just preferred to go to the Cubs. But even so, if they had brought him in, he still wouldn't have been that number one guy that the Red Sox are coveting. There's still time for Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery, but there are not a lot of signs moving in the direction of Boston being interested in wanting to commit to one of those guys. That's a pretty obvious solution to the starting rotation problem that the Red Sox have 
right now, both of which could be guys who you could rely on at the top of that rotation. And when you look at other teams in the division, you have to think about what's going to make them succeed. Having that defined number one guy is a game changer for any contending team that wants to go on and be in World Series conversations. So now these two starting pitchers are here. Nothing to me has indicated that the Red Sox are interested in either of those guys, presumably because they're asking for a lot of money and the Red Sox don't want to spend that kind of money. So by having that mindset of not wanting to spend the money is a small market way of thinking. The Boston Red Sox are not the Baltimore Orioles. They're not the Tampa Bay Rays. They can afford to spend money on players who can help fill in at the top of the rotation in one that had a lot of question marks last year. And the fact that they still seem unwilling to want to do that is a little bit mind-blowing to me with the fact that they've finished in last place for quite a few years. And you take that one season in 2021 out of the picture, and you're looking at just a few years of the Red Sox just very much not being a good baseball team. And one of the biggest reasons for that is because they – didn't have a strong enough starting rotation. If you're sitting there and throwing pieces together and hoping they work out, that is just not the direction to take. So if you look at the Red Sox rotation as of right now, Craig Breslow has said the starting rotation is Brian Bayo, Lucas Giolito, Nick Pavetta, and Cutter Crawford. That's in no particular order. They probably don't know who's going to fill in at number one and where everybody else is going to slot in. So as of right now, that is what the starting rotation looks like. And then presumably it's going to be Winkowski, Whitlock, or Houck fighting for the fifth spot. That is the plan right now for the Red Sox rotation. And in what way is that a competitive rotation. I see a bunch of question marks there aside from Brian Bayo, who has a ton of talent, but is still not an ace yet. He's somebody that shouldn't have the pressure on him to be that ace right now because he's not quite there yet and still needs to hone in on a couple things and fix a couple things about his game first before we can put him in the category of being an ace. So that's one factor in this. But other than that, Nick Pavetta was pitching a lot better out of the bullpen than he was out of the rotation last year. And I really liked the stuff that he brought to the table when he was pitching in relief. And the Red Sox seem to be hoping that he'll come back and bring that same stuff that he has in the bullpen to the rotation because they let him start a few games at the end of the season after pitching out of the pen for a while. And they were decent starts But how do we know that's going to pan out the entire season? He has more history of not pitching well in the rotation than he does pitching well. So that's one that's a question mark. Lucas Giolito has dealt with injuries the last few seasons and hasn't been super effective over the last couple of years, really, since 2021. 
he had times where he pitched great and he was a go-to guy across the league. He was a guy that opposing hitters didn't want to face. I know when the Red Sox would face him, it was always going to be an absolute dogfight because he was super strong. And I do feel like Andrew Bailey can work with him and hopefully get him back to a point of being able to be competitive and identifying those strengths of his again that he can utilize to get himself back on track. But there's no guarantees of any of that happening. And even if it does happen, that doesn't necessarily mean he can get him back to being a number one starter. So that is an issue in itself. And then you take Cutter Crawford, very much still developing into a starter that Red Sox Nation wants to see. He's had some very good moments out of this rotation, but he's also had some not so great moments. And I'm not completely sold yet on his productivity. He needs to have another season of development. And by pitching out of the rotation, he is going to be able to develop. So that's not the issue. The issue is more, okay, so with all of these circumstances, now where does this rotation go from here? Because then you have Winkowski, Whitlock, and Hauk, all of which, to me, pitch better out of the bullpen. So it's tough. And then you get into them missing out on Teoscar Hernandez in what was a very doable deal, probably because they weren't serious enough about the type of money they were willing to commit to somebody who would have slotted in great to this lineup with his numbers at Fenway Park and defensively would have helped enhance the outfield. So there was a lot of things that made sense about a move like that, but the Red Sox again missed out. So my first reason for the Red Sox operating like a small market franchise is that they're missing out on players that they don't need to miss out on if they were being a little bit more aggressive. And coming up, I'm going to talk to you about another reason why the Red Sox are small market now. How big are you into sports betting? Is it something that you really enjoy? Because if so, you can head to FanDuel today. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. I love FanDuel because it brings my fiancé a good amount of joy. A lot of nights when he's going through and trying to make sports bets because he bets on a lot of different things. So it really can help you make a lot of money. So Head to FanDuel today. Also, the Sirius XM app will get you the home broadcast of every Red Sox game straight to your phone so you don't have to worry about missing a single pitch. It's honestly a really nice touch, and it's something that makes sure that you don't have to worry about missing anything and you're still keeping track even if you can't watch the game live. So download the Sirius XM app today. The new year for many people means resolutions to save money. 
So stop shopping without getting anything in return. Start getting cash back on every purchase you make with Ibotta. After the holidays, we all could use a little extra cash in our pockets, especially after all of the gift giving. We still need to buy the everyday things we need. Make sure you're getting cash back on all of your everyday purchases. Ibotta is great because it really makes sure that you are saving money in the best ways possible. And I know for groceries, it's an absolute game changer. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying it by using the code LOCKEDONMLB when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code LOCKEDONMLB. That's I-B-O-T-T-A, Ibotta, in the Google Play or App Store and use code MLB. Check it out today. I promise you, you definitely will not be disappointed. What I am disappointed in is the Boston Red Sox and their approach that they've taken this offseason. They are acting like a small market franchise that doesn't have the type of money to pay for the type of talent that they should be bringing in right now. And yes, I understand wanting to save some money to eventually extend players like Brian Bayo and Tristan Casas, but will they even do that? Because I'm not that confident in their desires to want big contracts with anybody since Devers. I mean, you see them, they traded Chris Sale, which again, to me was for the best and made sense for the fact that he couldn't really stay healthy and the Red Sox need reliable starting pitching. They traded Alex Verdugo. They are rumored to be shopping Kenley Jansen what exactly is their motive behind all of these things? The Red Sox are trying to get to the point where they can be competitive without having to go out and spend a ton of money. And that's disappointing and disheartening for fans because they will still raise ticket prices like they always do. So that's something that really should be evaluated. And another reason to me why they're acting like a small market franchise is that they seem heavily invested on waiting for the core to develop. I saw some interesting comments from Craig Breslow that said, yes, Red Sox ownership is still committed to winning, but it's going to take a complete improvement process from some of the younger players in the organization and a true development process. And it's going to take us drafting and developing guys within our own system and building up a talent pool of players that can eventually be called up. Now that broken down into so many words to me is saying, yes, we're committed to winning, but right now is not the time for that because we are more focused on developing a string of players at the minor league levels to bring up and develop in our system. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong at all with wanting to develop your minor league guys and bringing them up eventually because they are the future of your franchise. But there's no reason that you have to put the major league roster and improving that on hold altogether. The Boston Red Sox have already said that there's a core of players in their system that are absolutely unmovable this offseason. Those are Kyle Teal, Marcelo Meyer, and Roman Anthony. Those three guys are 
top-notch talent that the Red Sox definitely are going to want to build a team around when it comes time for them to come up. But my issue is that they're almost doing too much of investing in the minor league team and not enough in the major league roster to the point where once those guys do come up, I won't feel confident that they'll be willing to go out and spend money on the types of players that they need to surround those guys with. And yes, developing your own talent internally and those guys coming up and being guys who are going to be the key parts of your franchise moving forward and those cornerstones of what you're trying to build. That's all positive and it's good to have players like that who are going to be the future of your franchise. But at the same time, not every prospect is going to pan out at the major league level and not every guy that's in your system right now is going to be a part of the future. So yes, you want to focus on the future and not compromise the guys who you feel are a key part of that future, but there's other talent in the organization that can be moved to get a controllable pitcher who the Red Sox can have for multiple years on the team right now and keep as part of that plan. And to me, it seems like John Henry and company are being completely dismissive over the ability to do both and essentially just saying our major league roster needs to be put on hold right now. We just need to focus on getting the best talent we can in our farm system. And the more they operate that way, the more they do end up becoming like the Tampa Bay Rays who can be competitive in their division every year, but then just completely fall apart when they get to the postseason because they don't have the veteran experience to go along with their young guys. So it's just a constant cycle of that. And I worry that the Red Sox, by doing what they're doing and relying too much on the farm system and not enough on the major league roster is that they'll eventually fall into a trap of, oh, we have this great young talent. And then what do they do if one of those players doesn't pan out? And I've already listed this with the starting rotation and how there are a lot of question marks right now in terms of where the rotation stands because of guys who are still developing and guys who are better so far from what we've seen from them out of the bullpen than they are in the rotation. So having guys like that fill up a lot of the roster is tough. Trevor Story hosting that camp that he's hosting right now during the offseason where he's working with guys on defense, I think is phenomenal and hopefully will help some of the younger guys to learn. So having Trevor Story here as a mentor is good, but Story has had his own struggles with injury and trying to get himself back. So he's had other things he's had to focus on too. And there's a lot to be said for having veteran players on the team. Like look at what Justin Turner did when he came into Boston and how much of an impact he made in the most positive way. He was the most consistent hitter on the team all season. He was Mr. Clutch when you needed somebody in the big moments. And he was a great locker room presence. And down the road, some of these younger guys, when they've been here longer, will be able to be that voice of the locker room. But that's going to take a while from now for that to happen. And in the meantime, if the Red Sox aren't trying to invest in the now and keep up with the rest of their division, then that's a tough pill to swallow, especially considering the fact that they talked about going full throttle this offseason, but full throttle for them obviously must mean something different than what the average human being sees it as. 
And to me, it seems like they're focused too much on the core right now and not enough on the major league team. And that's another thing to me that results in operating like a small market franchise. And coming up, I'm going to tell you the last and final reason why I think the Red Sox are a small market team. And this is actually one of the biggest ones. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we talk just for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if my fiance or another one of my family members got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKDOWN to get $20 off your order. It's always better to feel safe rather than sorry and have that security blanket, so Jace Medical can absolutely provide that for you. Also, don't forget to download the SiriusXM app so you can get the home broadcast of every Red Sox game straight to your phone. This way, you don't have to worry about missing a single pitch. Even if you can't watch the game live, you can at least listen to it when you're on your way home or something. So download the SiriusXM app. Also, Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. This is so exciting for Lockdown because nobody else does this, so this is a great opportunity for you to get caught up in everything going on in sports without having to worry about scrolling through Twitter and catching up that way. So subscribe to Lockdown Sports today. The Boston Red Sox have become a small market franchise. It's as simple as that. There's no better wording for it. They are operating like a small market franchise. And two of the reasons that they are doing that is by being unwilling to spend money on big free agents in an off season that they really could use those types of free agents when they have the money to spend. They seem to be leaning too much on the core in their minor league system that they're definitely going to be putting a lot of pressure on to come up and succeed. And mentally that could be taxing on guys who are at the younger levels. So that's already an added stress before they even get to the major league level because they value their talent, which yes, There is talent that will come up and be able to be sustainable from the farm system, but they won't all be that way. And you can't continue to operate off of just relying on the people in your system. So also another big reason to me why the Red Sox seem to be acting like a small market franchise is they're not showing urgency towards improvements. I mean, it's now mid-January. Spring training is right around the corner. Pitchers and catchers report 
in about a month. And the Red Sox still have not made drastic moves to improve the roster other than shipping people out because obviously the Chris Sale move was necessary. I mentioned Alex Verdugo. Those were necessary moves, but to say your biggest offseason acquisition so far was Lucas Giolito is not only a concern, but also sad for the fan base when Red Sox ownership gave us this hope that they were going to go all out this offseason and get the players needed to build a successful contending team. And if spring training were to start today, or even if the season started today, this team would still have a lot of holes. And I've been wanting all offseason for them to get a right-handed bat to slot into the lineup. And Hernandez could have been that bat, but they missed out. And now Jorge Soler is a name that's being thrown out there. Where is he going to sign? Are the Red Sox really interested? Are they going to give him a competitive offer? Because there were reports to me saying that as much as Soler might make sense, the Red Sox are looking to opt for cheaper options like Adam Duvall or bringing back Kike Hernandez, guys who are a little bit less expensive that they could slot in in the outfield. And let me tell you, they moved Kike Hernandez for a reason. If they try to bring him back, that'll just bring back the same issues that they've had. And to me, I'm looking at this roster for 2024 right now and saying they are not any better than they were in 2023. And from an offensive standpoint, we know they're competitive, but I'm still wondering what their plan is to replace the productivity of Justin Turner's bat. Because even though they have added Tyler O'Neill to their lineup, a lot of things have to go right in order for him to be as effective as the Red Sox need him to be. And also he's not the same type of hitter that Turner was. I think he can be effective and hit well at Fenway, but the way that Turner contributed to that lineup was a big reason why they won games when they did, because he was getting that big hit. Who's going to get the big hits this year? I'm hoping that Trevor Story takes a leap. I know that Tristan Casas will continue to improve. I know Jaron Duran, if they keep him, will continue to improve. But who is going to be that Mr. Clutch? Because Devers theoretically should be and is the best hitter overall in the Red Sox lineup, but he wasn't getting those big hits with runners on base when you needed somebody to come in and drive in runs. And my worry is that the Red Sox are going to try to go back to something that was the same because they want to save money. I don't have a problem with Adam Duvall. He had a really good season in Boston when he was healthy and he was playing, and that ended up being a great move for Boston. But they can do better. The problem to me is just that they don't seem like they have a desire to do better. They want to try to fill in holes and do the bare minimum to fill those holes because they don't feel like they need to build a contending team until that core group of Anthony, Meyer, and Teal are ready. And if that's the case, then just tell us that up front before the offseason starts, rather than trying to make it seem like they want to contend in 2024 and misleading absolutely everybody to then do this. And even doing this, that is what small market teams do. They go out and they make smaller moves for players who can help build out a competent team on the field, but not necessarily one that 
is a World Series contending team because they don't have the assets to sign those types of players. And if it, at the end of the day, comes down to, are we going to be the Boston Red Sox that we've always been or not? You have to start spending some money in order for people to look at you that way again and look at you as the Boston Red Sox that you've always been. And so far, based on the offseason, I'm convinced now more than ever that John Henry and Sam Kennedy and company want to operate this team like a small market franchise. And it's really a bummer because the Boston Red Sox don't need to be that way. They've never been that type of franchise that has operated in that manner. And they've never been an organization that we didn't feel confident that they were in on these players. And it's just disheartening to the fans who spend a lot of money to come out and see the team play and follow these guys on a daily basis that they've seemed to be heading in a new direction. They want to get younger. They want to just build a young, solid core and hope that that works. And maybe it will, but it'll look pretty bad if it doesn't. And I just hope they know what they're doing because as of right now, everything they're putting this fan base through is a tough look. So they need to do what they can to fill the holes because there are still holes going into the season and they are just operating like a small market team because of their attitude towards not wanting to sign bigger free agents because they don't want to spend the money focusing too much on the core at the minor league levels and not enough on the major league team and them just not really showing urgency in general when it's an off season, they had to show urgency because they finished in last place in their division last year. So that usually means you need the most improvements. So all of those things that I just mentioned are reasons, but hopefully they can change that narrative and there's still time, but we'll see if they do. Don't forget to subscribe to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and get access to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. It really is exciting, and it's a great way for you to get caught up no matter what time zone you're in with all of the experts of Locked On who will be there to provide good content and catch you up on all the biggest storylines in sports. So check that out, subscribe to it today, and also download the SiriusXM app straight to your phone so you can get the home broadcast of every Red Sox game. Because if you don't want to miss anything, if you're anything like me, it will help to make sure that even if you can't watch the game live, you can still listen. So download the SiriusXM app. As always, try your best to keep the faith. Go Red Sox, and I will catch you on the flip side.